Good afternoon. Yeah, I've been sick as fuck. I'm trying to keep y'all updated on shit, but they ain't found nothing out yet. So I can't tell y'all what's wrong with me until I know what's wrong with me. But, you know, yeah. I went to the doctor. I had to get an endoscope and a colonoscopy. They didn't find anything but a little bit of redness and my stomach was irritated a little bit inflamed um which i'm sure came from me throwing up so they pretty much said everything was normal so i had to go back and get a cat scan and some labs and some other stuff done but i'm going to keep y'all posted because y'all have just been patient and bearing with me and loyal and i i really can't thank y'all enough because y'all never cease to amaze me um so yeah we're gonna talk about this friend word because y'all so motherfucking friendly damn how can you meet somebody today and tomorrow that be your friend you don't motherfucking know that's not your friend you just because you know their name that might not even be their real name that could be something that they just told you just so you can talk to them or you can have something to save their phone number as in your phone like y'all be so friendly that should be so annoying don't nobody have time for that friendly shit oh my friend my buddy my sister how the fuck we y'all just met yesterday that's what i don't get people be so motherfucking friendly i'm sorry if y'all can hear my um my air conditioner because i'm sitting in my car i'm finna give y'all a couple of chapters of this book real quick and um yeah we just finna hop into it i had to get, let y'all know though because them them don't be our motherfucking friends we just met this is my friend Shanice for real we all met two days ago and we really kicked it shut your dumb ass up anyway chapter 29 let me turn my radio down I'm gonna turn the air conditioner down a little bit so y'all don't have to hear that Um, alright chapter 29 dad's week the selection I'm doing for Piano Palooza is by an Italian composer named Muzio Clemente. His full name is Mutius Philippus Vincentius Franciscius Xavius Clemente. Seriously, his mother actually named him that on purpose. I wonder if he ever got in trouble and his mom got mad at him and called him by his full name to come into the house. Probably not. He was a musical genius. Those kids probably never got yelled at. Madame Rubenstein made me look up his history. I guess kids born back in 1752 in Italy had nothing else to do but learn piano and organ. So Clemente started when he was six. By the time he was 13, he had already composed lots of sonatas and symphonies. A couple of years later, he had a job playing the organ at a church. Overachiever, if you ask me. I just want to learn to play this one piece he wrote and not embarrass myself. It's called Sonatina in C major, op 36, number one. Madame Rubenstein grills me on my guts of the piece every time she shows up. What is the first movement, dear? By movement, she's talking about sections of the piece. It's called Spiritoso. I tell her with certainty. And what does that mean? I thought it would mean spirited. 
but in Italian it means humorous or playful, like laughter, I guess. The tempo of the piece, when I do it right, is fast-paced, and yeah, it looks kind of, it does kind of remind me of somebody laughing, I told her, so. Very good, Isabella. And the second movement is called, I'm ready for her. <laughs> it's called Andante. It means slow or walking, not skipping and jumping like the first movement. So I think for a minute, I have to play it more thoughtfully. Excellent. I knew she'd like that. I actually found the definition from Google Translate one night when I was bored and I'll never tell her. <laughs> the third movement she prompts, it's called Vivasi. It means like bright or cheerful. Like the music is in a good mood, so the musician has got to feel that. I guess the audience will feel it too, if I do it right. Her bangles tinkle cheerfully as she claps her hands. Molto bene, she tells me in Italian. That means very good. Now let me hear your sonatina once more. The first movement, please. After my lesson, I walk Madame Rubenstein to the door, then go back to the piano room. I found out the piano bench doubles as a shortage, as a storage place for some cool stuff. A couple of weeks ago, under a pile of old street music and practice books, I found a yellow book of boogie-woogie pieces and old-time blues and rock. Awesome. I bet they were Anastasia's from millions of years ago. Now I sit back down at the keys, flip to a song called Bumble Boogie, and go at it. This is so not Clemente. My fingers know exactly when to pound it and exactly when to fly. I love the deep rumble of the bass and the syncopation of the treble. Yeah, this is the guts of music. Madame Rubenstein would have a heart attack if she heard me. I don't care. I don't even notice Darren at first. He's standing in the doorway tapping his feet. Good girl, he says. Now there, now this is some real music. I'm sorry, y'all. People keep trying to talk to me like they don't see me reading this goddamn book. Um, okay. Go, girl, he says. Now this here is some real music. I stop, look up, and beam out of breath. Yep, for sure. I do one more bass riff. The fingers of my left hand dancing on the deeper toned keys. Is it good enough for ice cream? I sing out, absolutely, he says. Let me grab my car keys. I close the piano and yank a windbreaker from the front closet. I hope they have strawberry chocolate marshmallow swirl. They were out of it last time, I tell them. Whatever you wish, milady, he says with a British accent. Then he bellows out, hey, mom, me and Izzy are going to get some ice cream. You want anything? Not this time, Anastasia yells back from her office upstairs. You two have fun. My mind is still pounding with the jazzy thunder of that piece. Makes me want to boogie. Chapter 30, Mom's Week. It's an ordinary day. Vocabulary words are projected onto the whiteboard. Tennis shoes that used to be bright white are now dingy dirty. Paper hearts on the walls have faded and fallen to the ground. Pencils are stubs. Pens are out of ink. Several desks wobble as kids rock in their seats. Three kids are wearing earbuds that Mr. Kazili does not notice. Imani sneaks out a York peppermint patty. She'll nibble all the chocolate from around the edges before the class is over. 
Heather twirls her hair up and down through her fingers and up and down again. I doubt if she even knows that she does this. I dig in my bag for my iPad, and then it happens. The principal, Mrs. Garcia, the sixth grade counselor, and the school police resource officer stride into the room. Mrs. Garcia announces, Logan Lidquist, please gather your things. You need to come with us. Say what? I swivel around to see Logan grasp the edge of his desk, a look of panic on his face. He's gone completely pale. What did he do? His eyes dart around the room as if he's looking for a secret escape hatch. I glance over at Heather. Her hands are pressed against her cheeks. I turn to Imani next. She seems frozen in place. The school resources officer goes to Logan's seat and takes his arm. Logan closes his eyes to give his head a quick shake, open his eyes again, and then sort of stumbles to the front of the room. Without another word, they turn him toward the door, march him out, and he is gone. I guess he forgot his backpack. It's still under his desk. We sit stunned and silent. Mr. Kazili looks as confused as we do. After a breath, the principal seems to collect herself. She begins, first of all, children. I hate that she calls us children. First and second graders, maybe. But we're about to be in junior high. Gee. I know this has been quite a shock. We had no way to shield you from witnessing that. I'm so very sorry. Now I know you have questions. Jante already had his hand up. Now he waves it wildly. What did he do? Rob a bank? A couple of kids cover their mouths to stifle laughter. No, of course not, Mrs. Garcia replies. Jante persists. So what did they bust him for? Mrs. Garcia hesitates, then plunges in. I'm really not at liberty to give details. All I can tell you right now is that we have not ignored the personal insult to Imani and the public insult to our school by the recent noose incidents. The investigation is ongoing. She turns to Mr. Kazili. Continue with class, sir. And then she leaves. Does Mrs. Garcia really think we can focus on vocabulary after that? All right, y'all. I would give y'all more, but apparently I am needed. So, love you guys. Mwah.